back to the World Cup Preview Podcast, part two, where we will be previewing groups E through H. This, of course, features the might of Germany, the excitement of Brazil, and the power of the aforementioned Senegal. Uh, but lads, we're gonna, we are going to kick off with Group E. Um, it's an exciting group, I think it's fair to say. Features one of the tournament favourites, if not the tournament favourite, in many people's eyes, including the bookmakers. It is, of course, the Salasau, it's Brazil. Show in Jarvand, you've already told us you think Spain are going to win the World Cup. Do you, I think I remember you telling me they're going to beat Brazil in the final. Is that correct? I think they are. I think you know, Brazil under the tights here are like... Tighties, Chiche, Chiche, sorry, um, are, are very. You know, you sort them out. You know, the the side they were four years ago and eight years ago is a much stronger side. There's the starting eleven is is brilliant. Uh, Neymar, obviously, best, one of the best players in the world, always performs at the international level. Um, they'll go very far. They'll go very far. You know, I, you know, there isn't much between for me between them and Spain. You know, they could easily win it as well. Um, I can't. I don't see them having any problems in this group. Um, you know, Switzerland, Costa Rica, fairly average sides. I think Serbia for me are the the, the, the the second dangerous team in this group. But I think they should they should steamroll the group. I think they're that good. They you know they're in superb form. So yeah, I think they can. They can go all the way. They'll they'll, they'll go far if not all the way. Fair enough. Um... Does anyone, before we move on, I, I know you'll probably all want to speak up Brazil a bit, does anyone have anything negative to say about Brazil? Lovely. Neymar, is he fit? I, don't, I think uh, it's a risk. If I you mean, go to any major tournament and somebody hasn't played since whenever it was. I think it can be a blessing on this one. Like, I think he is fit because I think he played last night. And did look yeah, and he, apparently he says he's alright and he will be match fit by the time it starts. And he did look good against Austria. He had a couple of sort of cuts and dukes where he looked, he looked reasonable. But what was his, his injury was some sort of form of broken bone. I, I don't think you can be 100% sure that he's going to be completely match fit and completely ready. Okay. You, you might say that you're match fit, you might play well in a friendly, but to me, that's not the intensity of a of a tournament game. That's and that, that that would be, and they are very reliant on Neymar. Are they for midfield creativity? Not as much as they were last Yeah, okay, not in the not in the yeah. forward positions. But if you go behind that, where's the creativity in that midfield? I like their midfield, Casemiro, Fernandinho. But if you take Neymar out of that side, who is going to supply the chances to? Yeah, they drop Coutinho yeah. further back and play either Firmino or Gabriel yeah, Jesus. And, well, and you got, and you have got, yeah, you got Woolley as well. I think, I think, you know, the fullbacks as, as, as AKS said there, like they don't rely, they don't rely as much on Neymar as they used to, like that. No, they don't because they relied on him totally. But for me, over the great season, Jesus is, is you know a great shout for Brazil top scorer. I agreed with that. Agreed with that. Um, who's Gabriel Jesus. Jesus. Does he get the chances he would if Neymar's not there? It, it, well, it, well, I suppose it goes both ways, doesn't it? He'll 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 probably get fewer chances because Neymar's not creating as much, but he'll also get more chances because Neymar's not there to finish as much. Yeah. True, but I, I I just do think it is a risk if Neymar. Oh, it certainly is. But I don't. Yeah. I, I I think the overriding consensus with Neymar is that he is going to be fine, and he probably could have come back for PSG towards the end of the season should they have needed that. Of course, they didn't because they won the league in at Christmas. The other and thing are rubbish, so they didn't win the Champions League. Yeah, I would say with Neymar as well as if you are kind of w- worried about his fitness, is that they should 
breeze through this this group. He'll have three games more under his belt, and then yes. by that point, you would think when they need him, he'll be match fit by that point. That's a fair point. Yeah. And, they, and they could, yeah, they could, yeah, exactly put him on and he plays an hour and yeah, he, he mean, yeah. 60, 70 minutes it's or something in the first game. By that point, you, we, I guess, we would all expect him to be two or three nil up, and then you know he's fine for the rest of the tournament. I yeah. Guess. I was reading a uh, preview by Tim Vickery and actually a guy called Paolo Freitas maybe on Twitter and they were talking about this Wagner, Wagner playing right back over Danilo, um, which this this Wagner kid didn't really have much of a chance of getting into the squad then Danny Alves got injured and there was that viral video of him getting selected on national, like when he, his family was recording him. It's a lovely story but... That's got. That's the. I think that's the biggest weakness of this well, team. Well, it, it's a weakness if Daniello plays for me. He, he cannot. Yeah, he cannot it's a bigger play. weakness without Daniello. No, with Daniello, without Daniello, it is a weakness. Whether it is that young lad who's playing, or whether it's Daniello, oh, because right, sorry, he yes. cannot defend in a flat back four. No, and I, I, I would expect teams to be able to target that. Marcelo as well has had a great season for Real Madrid, but his defending has got to the point of. Well, he was awful. He doesn't care anymore. He doesn't want to defend. He just does not want to defend. In Munich, in that semi-final against Munich, I know he scored the goal and he had that trap and everyone was jizzing themselves over it, but he was fucking awful in that game. He was so bad, but he had two attacking moments where he looked good. And I think he got mad in the match. It was absolutely atrocious. He was, you're you're right. There has to be questions about their defence. Uh, who's going to play centre half next to Miranda? Miranda Martin. Great comedian. You've got, to, you've got, to, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to think that um, you've got to think it's Marquinhos, uh, but uh, he's he's not great for me. Uh, I like I Marquinhos. I think Marquinhos is really good. So I think there are questions about their back line. I also am not sure about Allison. I know people rave about him, but I'd rather play Edison myself. I, I mean, I've not watched enough Serie A to know, but from those who have, Allison's been raved about this season I, I, I mean Edison's good but it's one of those where in the same way that Neuer saw Bayern Munich a couple of years ago would have won the league if Neuer hadn't played any of the games and they hadn't replaced him because that was how few shots on target they let in so how do we know that Neuer's that amazing as a goalkeeper in the same way that Edison City obviously didn't defend that amazingly this season but it's not as though Edison shone through as the greatest keeper in the league I, I don't know I, I feel like it's a hard one to tell having not watched much of Alisson. Apart from you'd say, you'd say Neuer and um, De Gea are out of the equation, any other country would have either of those in goal. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think France would probably take Loris still. Still not good enough. Anyway. <laughs> yes, but Edison, Edison has weaknesses as well. So, no, but I, but I think they're on the same, they're in the same bracket of all behind the, the top two. Yes, oh, absolutely. Well, I think it's De Gea and then it's Neuer. So, is there, Paulinho is going to start awesome. in this team, isn't he? Uh, well, it looks like it. Yeah. Uh, 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 mental, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, people... There's, there's, plays well for Brazil. Scored a hat-trick for Brazil a couple of years ago. Uh, and there's, there's this... Um, there, is a, there is a theory that he's very... He was very important for Barcelona during that middle stretch of the, of the, of the season, but I still don't think he's a very good footballer. R- well, regardless I mean, of what you say about yeah, his strength, uh, his ability to get into <laughs> goal-scoring positions... He gives away the ball so much. I, I've not seen a player give away the ball as much as Paulinho does. And and if your midfield three is going to be Paulinho, Casemiro and Fernandinho, I, I think as strong as that is, there are still some concerns there about creativity or retention. I think, I think the way they play though would be, you say about Marcelo doesn't want to defend, but you've pretty much got Fernandinho and Casemiro with your two centre-halves who you kind of, those four are just solid that your fullbacks can then 
go forward yeah. and you don't really need them to defend as much. Yeah, They've yeah. got that you know, presence in the centre midfield and then the creativity comes from elsewhere. I think we're saying, um, or rather I read that Tite announced his starting eleven like quite a while back, like a month back. Do you think that's just like a kind of PR thing? He announced about 13 or 14 of the squad. No, and then he also said his starting 11 is, and he said Paulinho, um, Renato Augusto, and Casemiro. No, really? But I don't know if that was maybe a sort of PR thing, so I, you know. I mean, the one thing, well, the one thing about Chiche that, if you listen to the um, Five Life Football phone in with good vicaries on that every week, and of course he knows Brazil better than most people in the world, and the way he talks about it is this coach has come in and changed changed everything about them. He the yeah, they were, uh, after, they, they, they were so yeah they were they were bereft of These joy are, and he not only has he turned Neymar and his whole attitude around at Brazil obviously he's still a dick but. Um, that whole squad sees him as this father figure, which allegedly in Brazilian culture is the best way to approach. Is the best way to approach the whole the whole team. And I, yeah, that it might have been a, conf, a, a sort of a way to get confidence or and get competition going. Um, but I think we all know Brazil are good. It's no, not, it's not, not my points are what questions are about them because I, I've got them to get to the final. Because okay, so I was going to ask where. So you, you think you you got them winning the final or losing the final? I've got, losing, I've got them losing the final, but okay. I, I, I could see him winning the tournament. Sure, I'd you, back them as well as Spain. You, you've got them lo- uh, losing the final to Spain. Yeah. AKS, where, where do I, they I actually could maybe? see him going out in a knockout round. I've got them just going out semi-final. I could see it getting to that crunch time and then perhaps bottling it in quotes. But in this group, I, I, I think they're the strongest group winner to me. Okay. I can't see any question about them winning this group. Fair enough. And Brown? Yeah, I think the, the more I look at it, the, the strongest team in the World Cup and will win it. Fair enough. I mean, and I think that all reflects why they are ninety-two favourites to win the to win the tournament. In the next round, they're very likely to play one of Mexico, South Korea, or Sweden. If they have any problems against them, we should all just stop watching football as a sport. Uh, and then it's Belgium, England, Colombia, maybe Poland in the quarters. Yeah, it, it, they have got quite yeah. an easy route. Through yeah, although Bel- Belgium could be a stern test. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not, but Belgium could be a stern test. Yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love to see uh, Poland get there, but hey ho, Senegal maybe. Don't know if I mentioned them yet. Um, <laughs> so okay, let's move away from Brazil and quickly summarise the rest of the group. I think probably start with Serbia best of the rest. They're certainly a bit of a hipster pick. I think most people would say Switzerland, but for me, I think Serbia probably deserve a bit more credit than Switzerland do. They've got a, a young squad. They've got one of the, one of the youngest, fourth youngest squads coming into this tournament. Um, Mitrovic, Matic is obviously sort of the linchpin of the team. They've they've got yeah a, a pretty decent squad, and of course what the we were talking about Casper Dolberger as being one of the perennial names on these breakout stars of the World Cup lists. I think the number one uh, candidate for that is Sergei Milinkovic Savic, who's just on all of these lists, the uh, playmaker at Lazio. Is he good well, from what I've read, he definitely starts. Right. He didn't start much in qualifying, and that was, according to the Football Weekly podcast I was listening to, that was the sole reason that they sacked the coach. It's because he didn't, wasn't playing. Didn't he want to play him like defensive midfielder? Yeah. And he pretty much refused. Yes. So, yeah. well, it's. But he seems to be like the, the one that people are pointing out to be in this start. And I, again, I haven't watched much Serie A, but from what you read, he. Is a very very talented football. I'm glad to see that double-barreled surnames are, are taking hold in other countries. They're back, yeah. <laughs> so trendy yes. right now. Yeah. Um, but the Serbia start don't play Brazil until the last game, so they've got a real chance of 
should things go their way, they could qualify before. They, it, it, there's a chance they don't go into that Brazil game having to win, um, knowing that maybe even a draw is good enough to see them through. Uh, does anyone disagree with me and put Switzerland or Costa Rica ahead of Serbia in terms of I put, I did put Switzerland ahead of Serbia, just purely because I think they've been there so many times, the Swiss. I, I think they're a bit underrated as a... But where have they been? Just the to, World Cup? To all the World Cups well, got, that I can remember. Oh, that's fair enough, but they were really poor in the last one. I know they got to the second round, but they were not very... They got absolutely tonked by France. And, yeah, they beat Ecuador, but, yeah, well done. But we're talking it's... about getting to the second round here, aren't we? Yeah. yeah but who's who's scoring get... their goals? Aris yeah. Seferovic. Seferovic. Aubriel and Bolo. <laughs> not scoring to score goals. Not much confidence in, in Bolo. You don't, you, don't need a, you don't score a lot of goals to get out of a group. I, 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 I just think they'll... I think it'll be close, but I think they'll squeeze their way out of this group. Fair enough. Just... Again, their star still seems to be Shakiri though. He's not a bad player, is he? I mean, yes. No, I think he is. He is a bad player. player. I think he's poor. He's he hasn't been good for three years. He, he has shone... 15 minutes a season at Stoke for the last two years. With, with very poor players around him. I, I agree. I don't think he's anywhere... He's, he's apparently on the verge of a move to Liverpool, so some people must rate him up. I don't think he's a top-notch player. I don't think he should ever play for Shakiri Shakiri to Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool have also... Because he's only got 12 million pounds. Yeah, Liverpool also signed Loris Carrius, so I mean, I don't always trust the transfer policy. Um, no, agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm not saying they're world beaters. I'm just saying that <laughs> Fair I enough. think they've got enough tournament know-how to get out of a group. I... See, I would, I would have the two. I mean, I think it's pretty much a 50 50 between those two, and I would slightly edge Serbia. Like, bookies have got it slightly other way around. Switzerland yeah. 10 to 11, Serbia 11 to 10 to qualify out the group. I would have it slightly the other way around. I just think, um, well, had an impressive qualifying campaign. Switzerland had a very weak group apart from Portugal. And I think, I don't, with Serbia, I was just thinking they're, well, recent friendly as well against Bolivia, that they were 5 1. I think you can't. I mean, Bolivia aren't a great team, but again, I like seeing a team come out in a friendly and, and smash someone. Yeah. And you think that could be it? That's encouraging time because to me, Serbia is sort of country I associate with going there, worrying and just trying to win one 0 and draw games. And so to get a result like that in a friendly implies to me that this team have a bit more attacking flair in Mitrovic, Tadic, and other players we've mentioned. Well, um, and in the in. So holding midfield, you've got Milivojevic and Matic yeah, as well. Yeah, Milivojevic as well. Yeah, which is massively yeah. important because their defence does it does still. They're definitely going to be starting Kolarov and Ivanovic. Yeah, which doesn't inspire yeah. dynamism. I, I thought Ivanovic had retired about yeah five years. Ago. <laughs> I, I think he did <laughs> retire about five years ago. Yeah, I remember seeing him on the pitch at Stamford Bridge actually retire. Does any Switzerland's whole squad like that? You, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Hakan Yakin is still playing for them, isn't he? And yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't quite rate Mitrovic as much. Everyone seems to be big on Mitrovic because he had a fantastic season. Did he have that fantastic oh, season? It was it was in the Championship. I watched. The Championship was a good league. Is it? Well, it's better than most of the European leagues. At least he's found yeah. some form going into it. Yeah. Did, did he score that many goals towards the end of the season? He scored a hat trick four days ago. That's not bad. Okay. It's not, not had an unbelievable season. Against, against oh, I, I watched him three times in the last of Fulham's five games, and to me, he looked overweight. He looked, he looked a bit mental. He didn't look like a Premier League player to me. I, I don't see him being successful next year in the Premier League. I just think people are slightly overrating what he's done in the Championship. Yeah. I tell you what, what I like. I just think people something, overplayed. Something it. that Franz Scott pointed out in my great chat with him is. 
top assists for Serbia, Mitrovic, 14s, is not that's because he was. If he is overweight, there's a chance he's going to hold the ball up more, a bit full. <laughs> <laughs> but I think 14 is more that given that so much runs, given that so much runs through is more the point. And yeah. Not joking, so much runs through him that the 14 seems to be a bit big, especially when you have got Tadic who can, who's, who's got a bit of a goal scoring now. I've got Tadic. I, I like. I rate Tadic. I rate him as a great, I think great. He's a great little player. As an, obviously, and I always knew like the goal scoring markets for his country. I think. Him. I think what was it six to one I think I saw Tad, Tadic yeah I think uh, which yeah. backs up for Mitrovic top assist of 14s lovely six to, one three, do the six to one of three to five Tadic you know because he takes he takes free kicks as well right so he, it's, there's, he's, a, he's a good little player and it's one of those if Mitrovic isn't scoring the goals who else is going to score for them it's either Tadic or um, Lajic yeah. um, so. I think there's a nice little multi of backing against like some hot favourites within scores within teams, so yeah. like back against Costa, back against Griezmann. against Griezmann, yeah. yeah, and then look at Ericsson, look at who you think you gonna... yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Can anyone say anything positive for Costa Rica? Uh, which uh, this is a team that got to the quarterfinals and took Netherlands to a penalty shootout. Well, I'll be totally yeah. honest. Um, in the, in the hesitance of time, I've not done much research on Costa Rica. That's fair. If I can tell you then that they've got the oldest squad at the World Cup, nearly, older older than Panama. nearly nearly thirty years old on average. Um, and but of course that does mean that they've got the most ex- most experienced squad of fifty caps on average. Um, they play Brazil in the second game, so that Serbia game for them is an absolute sort of must win. Because if they go if they if they go into the last game with only one point, this is not inspiring much confidence. It's a squad that still has got a lot of the names that you've heard of the last World Cup: Brian Ruiz, Oviedo, um, Bolanos, Gamboa, who actually was quite impressive on the right in the last World Cup. But yeah, yeah I, is really, is the guy Celtic, Celtic. He hasn't played for like um, yeah, really poor at Celtic. Just well, yes, well, but they could get ahead of Lustig, and he's a whole. Thing. No, none of them. <laughs> <are> <laughs> so either you play, you play to this. There, Brian Oviedo is obviously a standard. Well, he, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. saying he's saying Costa Rica are very good, but yeah. in the, the Gam, Gamboa uh, was one of those players at the last World Cup that I thought was quite impressive. But again, I haven't watched fortunately much Celtic. This aren't, year. There, aren't there players, <laughs> the sort of players who play better for their country anyway? I mean, well, John, John yeah. Campbell's hardly played for whoever he's been out on loan for for the last couple of years. Yes. Ruiz has been well, exactly. Gamboa Gam- doesn't play for Celtic sport. because Celtic got other players but Costa Rica don't have any other options so he, he might see this more, much more of an opportunity and, and like, and we, we saw against England the other day in a friendly I know it's England, and, and, you know, against a superior team like England um, very difficult to judge but they'll just let the team have, have the ball and see if they and see if someone can break them down and it, you know England didn't create too many chances but at the same time um, I think a, a I think they will struggle. Yeah, I, I yeah, struggle. I think that's fair. De- decent keeper. Navas, I, I don't Is think he? he's good enough. He's not good enough to play for Real Madrid, but he's certainly good enough. Someone to should play probably for tell Real Madrid that yeah. a second tier. Although I think someone else has told Real Madrid yeah. that because they're in for De Gea, aren't they? Um, but okay, yeah. Um, best bet of Group E. Um, you can't have Brazil to win the group. Oh, I'll have. Oh, do you want to go? Oh, yeah. or should I? Um, I'll, I'll start off. I'll just it was only consistent with exactly the same what you said. Serbia to qualify. Okay. Uh, I think eleven to ten most places. Yeah. Um, I've got Switzerland not to qualify at four to five, so pretty much the same thing. If we were discounting Serbia as uh, Costa Rica, sorry. I've got I've got a couple 
one is the request about Gabriel Jesus to have 15 plus shots on target. That was Gabriel Jesus. That's the one. Okay, to have a, what was that, 15? 50, over 15 shots on target during the, the tournament. Lovely. What, what price was that? Uh, eight to one. Eight to one. So if, if you think, I, I think I we're going to get at least to the. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, is this Opta stats or is it a who scored? Squawker. Um, okay. Uh, Brown Eye. Yeah, uh, I'm actually quite out on Switzerland. I don't think they're very good. And uh, in the off chance that they get beat by Costa Rica or struggle in that game, I'll take Switzerland uh, to finish bottom. Okay. Four oh, to one. Yeah. Four to one. I'm not against that. I think they're really, I'm not against that. I, I can't see any. I, I think they're really poor. I, I, yeah, I, tend, I do actually tend Played to... Played very well against Spain the other day. Did they? Mm. What was the score? 1-1. One, one. Okay. <laughs> and show him. I'm just going to stay true to form and go for the second favourite in the goal score markets for each sit. So I think, <laughs> no, no, seriously, no. we talked about Jesus, 5-2. to two. It's, you know, If you're not backing Neymar, um, Jesus will score, will score a few goals this World Cup. Um, and then Tadic, one and sixes, I think, of Serbia is, is again, if you're backing against Mitrovic to, to notch the goals, Tadic, penalty free kick, potentially. Nice. Again, I think there's, there's, there could be a bit What price is uh, Gabriel, top goal scorer in the tournament, did we say? Uh, just give me two seconds, mate. Not sure, but while, so while Sharon looks at that, I'll give you mine. 16 is top, it's not bad. I think that's worth a share. Um, I, I, I like you might get a price boost at William Hill, a bet boost at William Hill, so you might get 16.1. <laughs> given given Tadic top goal scorer shout there I like Mitrovic top assists and then again that's a Fran Scott tip 14s um, Switzerland not to qualify as I said 4-5 I like the 4-1 to one to finish bottom uh, Brazil to reach a semi-final and we did discuss their route um, just now it looks like Belgium or England or Colombia in the um, in the quarters and I think they've probably got the number of all of those it's odds against to get to semi-final 11-10 to 10. that's not a massive price but it does seem yeah. It does seem reasonable. For there's their, such for a their good group and route. There's such a good squad. Yeah, yeah. For them for them to get out of that quarter, eleven to ten you seems like a bet for me. Rather back that then odds on that they won't make the semi final, Exactly, yes. Um okay. Group F, the world champions. Uh, no, it's not Mexico, it's Germany. Uh, I've heard of them. Uh, Adam Kinnison Smith. Um I mean, I, I do. I think Germany are going to win this group because both Mexico and Sweden, to me, are the kind of teams that get to the World Cup and never really look like causing a big upset. I, I could see Germany dropping points, but I do think they win their group. However, they, I'm going off them a little bit because they, they did have a run of five games not winning, which I think was the longest for a long time. I can't remember how long. I think it was twenty or thirty years or something, which they ended that drought by beating Saudi Arabia. And I was watching that game and they were they were tuning up in about half an hour and they looked like they were going to absolutely steamroll them. And then they started getting frustrated. Saudi Arabia started getting back into it, scored a penalty and could have almost nicked at the end. Yeah. And it did not, I know it's only friendlies and, you know, shouldn't be too much into it, but it did not seem like the performance of a team who's about to win a World Cup. Um, whereas, you know, Brazil playing a harder team probably in Austria just looked completely comfortable when that game 3-0. So... I'm not. I'm becoming less and less a fan of Germany for the tournament, but I don't think this group's gonna pose. I think they're gonna win this group, but I wouldn't. Again, I wouldn't bet them to win all three games. I think they're gonna slip up somewhere. But. I think that's a fair shout. I think there's a couple of things to know about this team. Half of their squad this season played for either uh, Bayern, PSG, or Man City. So basically, players that haven't cared whether they win games or not for the last three months. They haven't because so there's. It's not the German way to be complacent. 
but there's almost like you can imagine it hard to they come into this the massive favourites to win the group the second favourites to win the tournament there's there's almost a way there's a, a, a possibility yeah, yeah possibly there's a bit of complacency coming in creeping in there is a question about Neuer frankly I don't think that's much of a question because oh no if he doesn't play you get to play Tesh Stegen who's also very good but to me I think it is a question why would you not just play Tesh Stegen who has had a fantastic season yeah and played why, why yeah. would you crowbar the bloke in who hasn't played he hasn't played a competitive game for, ha- for, so for four months yeah. I, well I, I, I agree before but Christmas, yeah. before Christmas yeah is it and I suppose the other question you should ask is given all that They've left Sane out the squad, so just how good is their squad? If they, if they can make is is like that, that another piece of complacency? Yeah. Is that arrogancy from a manager who's been there too long? To me, that that's a red flag. Well, I'm surprised that Sane doesn't go. I mean, I know they don't necessarily play in the same position, but Gundogan goes and Sane doesn't. That doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well it's, it's, it's you know like uh, it's you know it's a lucky position to be in when you leave out one of the best players in the Premiership, but. I think they are. I think they are. Again, the, the the squad is very talented. Like I think they they've obviously you know Lacta's front man is probably wrong because obviously closer Gomez Paul done well. I think Timo Werner breakout star is again is one is, is one of those. But I think also if you, I think he'll score score goals for them. Um, I think I think the group although they're nice they're great names to have at a World Cup South Korea Sweden Mexico. I don't think any of them are that. No, it's a poor group. I think it's a poor group. It's a um, so you know, it's, it's an old, it's a, well, I don't know, the poor Mexico side, Sweden, are pretty shit these days. Um, it is an old, Mexico, the yeah. second oldest team so, in the World Cup, yeah, third South Korea, I don't know too much of them, but I'm pretty sure they were rather qualified above them in the Asian qualifying too. Like, it's it, it's a fairly straightforward group. I, I do agree with you. you. Don't need to start newer. There's not much weak. When you talk, when you say about the, I do get the complacency. You can also swing that positively, winning mentality. Sure. Yeah. So, sure. Um, and we, of course, a lot of these players won the last World yeah, Cup, correct, so exactly. they're, they're not a bad team. I think that, the, the, I, I do think there's some fl- some red flags in, in terms of yeah. just if you look at that midfield, Ozil is certainly on the downward curve for me. Muller's probably not the player he was two or three years ago. Draxler can't get a club game. Kadira, again, not the player he was. I, I just think that they're maybe the wrong side of their peak and that they're that they're moving away from that. Again, you mentioned the striker, he could be a breakout, but at the same time, he's completely unproven at this level. He, he could be an absolute disaster. Um, the back four, who plays left back for them? Jonas Hector. Is he any good? No. <laughs> the, what, uh, what about- everyone rounds about Kimmich, but I'd like to see him have to defend. And I, and, and I, I, I don't particularly rate Boateng, so... I, uh, well, I think they've got the best centre-back pairing in the competition. I think Boateng's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I think Boateng's quite good. So I, 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 I don't think he can defend... But I know, I know you... I, I know, I know, well, no, they, I think they're that's by far... I think not by far, but I think that's the best centre-back pairing. I'd prefer oh. PK and Ramos. I'd take, I'd I'd take both got, Spain and France over. Well, of course you would, Ken. No, no, no. They, they, they I, I think there's them. lots of red flags, and actually, but they'll they'll get at this group easy, yeah. and then actually, when you look at their plot to what happens next, I've still got them reaching the, the semi-finals yeah, pretty they've got easily. Point, they've got probably the easiest. I, I, I just, I just think there are some questions about well, of them course, the group. The massive, that massive. I, I don't have. I agree. Of course, the massive stumbling block. If they do trip up, it's unlikely. If they do, it's Brazil in the next round. Mm. So I, 
I, I just can't see it. I, just, no, I, I, I cannot see any way they don't win this group. Let's say, for argument's sake, that they do. Who's who's most primed to take advantage? I, I For me, I think they're reasonably equal. I, I don't think there's much talent in Mexico. They're old. Look at their players. They're still taking Rafa Marquez to the World Cup. Guardado. Javier Hernandez is still leading the line. Awful player. <laughs> and Sweden have not got loads going for them. A lot of their players haven't played for the clubs this year. Look at Toivonen's going to be playing every minute. He hasn't played the second for Toulouse. Um, and then, so for me, at, at the price for, to qualify is South Korea at four to one. South Korea aren't very good, no. but they're neither are Mexico and neither are Sweden. I don't, I don't understand how. I, I think it is a toss up, and I, I think it's reliant on the best individual from those other teams performing. If, if they yes. can find somebody who hits a purple patch and who can drive that team on, then if the World they Cup, will... yeah, I agree. And if the World Cup was the second round was just the sixteen best teams as judged by a panel, none of those three would get a chance of going through. But one of them has to go through. And therefore, at the price, South Korea to have to be a bet for me. And what price are they to qualify? They're four to one to qualify. Which yeah, that, yeah. that does seem big. On, on the fact that I'm, it's, I'm given it's the three-way race of the three of the three other teams, they've probably got the best player of those three teams. Son is yeah. he may not be the very best of those three, but he's certainly up there. Um, yeah. And that's not that's not just a Tottenham bias. It is just true. So Sweden have got a couple of good players. I like Emil Forsberg. He's four to one. Uh, he's to, a lad from Leip- Leipzig. Yeah, yeah. and he's uh, he's he's a he could be their playmaking spark. Uh, for Mexico, I just I can't see it. I can't see how they've got a chance of going through. Adam, you sigh at me. Um, well, that was a bit harsh. To be fair, it was. It's I, to me, South Korea, one of those teams, like I mentioned about Australia, where normally they've got. I fancy them a bit more and they've got a few more household names and they've got a bit more form and th- this year I just I don't see them posing anyone a threat and I don't think Sweden or Mexico are very good but I think it's going to be a like group a very similar shape to Group E it's got a going to shoot out vibe between Sweden and Mexico and similarly I, I think Sweden have just got slightly the better of it because um, I just just put putting stock in the fact that they've come out of a more difficult qualifying section, and Mexico, yeah. obviously North America is you know is what it is, but USA was so poor, they yeah. haven't really qualified. The fact that Panama have qualified shows that it was a, even weaker than normal North America group. So to me, Mexico haven't really played a decent competitive game for however long. One and so I, and Sweden they were out s- Italy. I don't think they were great in the. They had a pretty tough group getting out of qualifying, got sec- you know, to the playoffs and then knocked out Italy. I don't think that's to be completely ignored. I think there's... I think... I'm kind of surprised, but slightly impressed by the fact they didn't just go, oh, do you know what? Let's get Slatan back in. Let's get him back in for another I time. Bet they he tried. I bet they tried. Well, no, I think they. I think he kind of made noises, and they. Yeah, went, no, I think they know, did we try. Yeah, we, and we've they, done all right without they you. They certainly seem to be much more cohesive yeah. as a unit without him, because... They don't have to focus on some prick doing everything that he he, he wasn't. He's not even fucking good anymore. So I don't, you have to be more cohesive, don't you? Yes. You, you, if you, yeah. If you don't get that, yeah, yeah. terrible. Man. More cohesive does not necessarily make you better though. It make, it's, no, it's, it doesn't yeah, make you more talented. Or, no. But it doesn't. It makes you it makes you a better team. It doesn't necessarily make you more talented. But I, I think now, good. What I'm saying is to, to qualify out of the group, or rather, a better bet is to come second in the group at two to one. I think again, like the other group, Germany going to win it, and 
if you, to me, South Korea, poor, Mexico are old, as we said, Sweden have got... If you like trends, Mexico have been knocked out in the second round of eight consecutive World Cups. Wow. So... Really? I thought they'd gone out in a couple of groups. Not. So, I mean, that's... They do always qualify in the group, don't they? They usually come second in the group and then just... Uh, well, they, cause they threw it away against Netherlands in the last World Cup. That hunt of our penalty in the last one. Right, best bets for Group F then. Uh, Sharon. Um, I'd really like South Korea to qualify for the one, by the way. Okay. Oh, well, I didn't really ask you about any of your opinions on those things. Uh, I don't really have much, to be honest with you, because <laughs> like, they, as I said, they, they're all pretty shit. So, um, I, for me, it's just, you know, the two, I'll give you two. Okay. Because you asked for one. Germany to win all group games at 74. I haven't just stolen that from your sheet. I've written it down himself. <laughs> and he's, yeah, on my, he hasn't got a pen. he's on my sheet. <laughs> he's on my sheet. No, so that means we, you know, we, we agree. I think, as, no, I, I genuinely believe Germany, you know, Mexico, Sweden, South Korea, I'll repeat, they're, they're great names to have, but I think there's a really poor version of those sides. Um, Mexico to finish bottom, 4 to 1. Nice. So 4 to 1 South Korea to qualify, 4 to 1 Mexico to finish bottom. And Germany, 9 points, 7 to 4. Yeah. Lovely. Brown eye. Um, my tip is Mexico to finish bottom of the group at four to one. Nice. <laughs> Adam Kinnison Smith. My tip is Sweden to come second at two to one. Nice. And Adam Walker, some request about goodness. Now, my, my, um, I only had one for this, and Sherman's nicked it. I think Sweden to finish bottom of the group at four to one is is, is pretty massive. Sweden or Mexico? No, yeah, showed out Mexico. Yeah. Really? We were both on Mexico. That's why I've got a different price. Well, I'll go Sweden finish bottom of the group. At what price? Three to one. Yeah. Three so to one. no one knows. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think the the one thing we can all agree there is we don't we can't agree. Germany, exciting. <laughs> Germany will win the group. Well, I will say I think this is one of those years that you'll that Germany will realise they need a bit of new blood in their team. And yes. I think, I, as, this as, is as as Walker said, you went through that team and you thought some of these you see are Ozil and Kabir Ozil, right? Where, where is it? Like Ozil is not going to get transferred yeah. to a top European club. I think in two years' time they'll that look, is uh, quite a different team. But Ozil will play better for Germany than yeah. he has at Arsenal. Well, yes, but yeah. that ain't hard, is it? Yeah. Clown. Right, Group G. Uh, potentially the group of death. I mean, certainly the group of death yeah, if no. you're Panama or Tunisia. Uh, let's start with let's start with Belgium, um, as we have the top ranked team in every in every group so far. We'll stick with number three in the world, Belgium. Uh, they are fast to win the group. Uh, they come in. I think in twenty fourteen they were the dark horse. There were a lot of people's picks for a dark horse. And this one, then you can't call them a dark horse, but they're still a reasonable price. A double digit sixteen to one, I think they are to win the World Cup, which probably seems a little short, really, doesn't it? Um, if you looked at their players. I'd say maybe it's a little long, but fair enough. Yeah, going on, going on the their actual form and what they've actually done at international level. So, yeah, I think I think they um, with Belgium. They've been a bit unfairly tired because the last World Cup people said they're a dark horse. So, 2016 people said, uh, "Oh no, give them another chance." And now people are saying, "Oh, they're, they're always the quarterfinalists. <laughs> they never yeah, make yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And you think, golden generation. Yeah, they're gone. What they a waste. <laughs> and it's like, no, they've, they've still got some quality players. They could quite easily see them get to semi-finals. So I think they're kind of being written off a bit too much because they didn't do it when people said, this is the time of them bedding it in kind of thing. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I agree with that take on them. You look at their squad, it's got strength in depth everywhere. Um, Apart from the manager... Apart from the manager, that which is, that is, that is, that is a true weakness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was slagging off Will Watson. Fair enough, he was pretty poor. 
He didn't do much with a great squad. Oh, well, getting Roberto Martinez, <laughs> brilliant. I, I, there is, yeah, I completely agree. Roberto Martinez is only saving grace is that they've actually got decent defenders, which obviously. But he can He makes decent defenders yeah. even worse. But Roberto but when you say Belgium are favourites for the group, is that true? I think this group is it's an interesting one because Belgium and England both played the two weaker teams and two of the weakest teams in the tournament in the mm-hmm. first two games each, and then it's then it's the it's a final shootout for that. For that, for that last game, so it's very difficult to, to sort of I totally say, agree. say where the Belgium are generally. Like, I think that that game, you know, they're, they're, it basically comes down to that game in my mind. Down, Who wins yeah. that game? And it comes down to that game and wins the group. You sort of maybe if you've already qualified, you think about resting players. Do you, you know it's, it's become knockout football? Um, so also you've got Group H next to. It's very open, yeah, certainly. Yeah, you, you, might, you might look at whoever you're playing second within that. Just I know, this is a goal scored from Marky I found a couple of weeks ago. Belgian, Dries Mertens, superb over the last couple of years for Napoli. Yeah. Six to one to be their top scorer. Well, that is a big price. Yeah, that's yeah, a big that's price considering. Like making a note. Considering like, Lukaku yeah. moves like a tree. Oh yeah, Lukaku's very good. Very yes, no, he is. Uh, but yeah, no, Martin's at six to one. Does he? Yeah, just just like the the boiler has odd Martin's Lukaku has got goals in it, and Carrasco too. I think Carrasco's going to play wing back, isn't he? Apparently, yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. It's well, it also bizarre is leaving out Roger Langland from that squad. Smokes, smokes too many. Yeah, Lambert and Butler's. It's fine. <laughs> he's, he's a really good footballer. Um, but you say that like Bitzel, Dembele, and Fellaini aren't bad centre midfielders. Fellaini is a bad centre midfielder. He's not. He's not a bad centre midfielder. Okay, Nyingan is a lot better. Well, that's, that's, that's it's bring different things, don't they? Yeah. Yes, one brings talent. <laughs> one brings well, it's, it's absolutely mental. Uh, but I mean, that's that's that sums up Martinez in my mind. I. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about Belgium. I've, they've got some really good. Everyone knows that they're midfield, and they're just going forward. They should be really good at the back. Yeah, you sort of you 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 want to like it, but who if company gets injured, who comes in? Well, you, you you've got to hope he plays a bit of sense. It's Thomas Muller plays plays the sort of boys together. Um, but he plays plays through at the back, don't they? Oh, true. They they got Thomas Milan who's still playing. Yeah, yeah. still knocking about. Oh, Simon. And he after the front eleven, the man very. very after yeah, there's not depth. There's not a load of depth. Yeah, Bachelor is a bit of four. Yeah, Bachelor. Um, I, I, yeah, I think there are, there are questions to ask about the Belgian team. I, I get they kept, they went out the quarterfinals of the last World Cup and they lost to Argentina. It's fair enough. They went out the quarterfinals of the Euros. They lost to Hal Robson Carno. Not not great tournament experience. Um, and they were pretty awful in that tournament. Yeah, they were even great. getting there. They. they they were very then, he, then he has a smash if that, if that doesn't happen. Yeah, if Hazard and De Bruyne work together, then you can imagine Mertens and Lukaku just getting charged after charge after charge. Yeah. But we'll see. Do um, we overrate De Bruyne and Hazard because they're playing the Premier League? And I, don't think De I don't think anyone overrates them. For me, not the, I've never De Bruyne Hazard. No. Hazard for me should do more, but um, Chelsea's a turbulent club. Of, yeah. One season brilliance, next season implodes. So. Well, yeah, they could do with having a manager for more later. Yeah, so, so I think it's difficult, but... For me, like you know, three, four years ago, we were talking. Well, we were not we. Me and you. Yeah, me and you. <laughs> the, fo- the football football <laughs> yeah, The football saying that like, Hazard, Hazard was, you know, like he only needed to step a little bit to be there, like, in the same in the same realms of, of Messi and Ronaldo, and I think he's gone backwards since then. So I think we do overrate him, and I, but I think it's hampered by the club he's at, 
Yeah, I don't think people overrate De Bruyne. I think the man is an absolute genius. Yeah, I think. No, I agree. I I think he's fantastic, and I think he's got the potential to be the best player at the World Cup. Right. But uh, and then when you when you but when you say that and you put that in the same team as a Hazard and a decent goal scorer like Lukaku and the the other uh, of this world, (laughs) it doesn't make sense to me that you're then still well. Roberto Martinez is what makes sense of it all. I guess. Yeah. Well, Thierry on the assistance, that's good. Um, <laughs> have you heard like, him speak on Sky Sports? I have. Um, Talks utter shit. Correct. <laughs> I get mine on me. Contending, obviously, in that group is Tunisia and Panama. And a bit of banter from me. England's chances to win the World Cup, Sherwin. It's coming home. It's coming home. Get the open top bus ready. Where is home? It's going to Horsham. Yeah. Um, so, no, like, obviously, two years ago, I said Shambles and the Euros. Gave us that Steve McLaren thought you did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, that is very funny. We are, we are, we are. I'm generally excited by this England team. Not, not, not because of we're going to win it, but it looks like this time we, you know, we've got creativity and pace. Defensively, there's, there's, a, there's, you know, definitely a rip there. Centre midfield is not strong enough, but going forward, I think we can score some goals. Do you know what wins football games? Goals. That's <laughs> so, funny because I do remember someone earlier saying defence wins football matches. No, no, so defence wins tournaments. But just just on a serious note, like the, the you know Southgate, he's you know so I think he's done a fantastic job so far. Like he's got he's sticking to a formation, he's getting players to play in that formation, picking the right players. Um, but you know, just unfortunately, the, the depth isn't there. At all in the centre midfield, and I think the defence, the central defence is pretty poor. Goalkeepers unproven, but Kane, Sterling, Lingard, Rashford, Deli Ali, they're all exciting, easy yeah. people who can create chances and score goals. So I think we, you know, we should at least, you know, uh, you know, the days of the what was it? How was it Algeria four years ago? Yeah, yeah. no, it was that was 2010. What was the, uh, Costa Rica? Costa Rica, Rica just those sort of like. Well, I'm hoping. I'm praying. That those first two games we see England, we were two 0 one nil, two two nil, three nil, one nil, like it's exciting. Then get pumped four 0 by Belgium. <laughs> they go home in the sixteen. <laughs> I don't know, but no. But the one, the, but the one thing it is, it's getting to the quarterfinals. This is the first. Good. This is the first squad in a generation, in my mind, that provides real, actual, tangible excitement. Yeah. That you can imagine watching this team quite comfortably. Imagine it. Being fu- being fun and exciting, you talk yeah. about the attackers, but I actually think what Southgate's done really well is, as you say, is stick to a formation, and also no one no one has really thought about playing Kyle Walker as a right centre back. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. And creating that and creating that with Trippier up the right, those two are formidable. You create the double overlap. Yeah, as well, it's which is a new it, move it is, it, and you get Dyer or Henderson dropping a bit further back. What for me, that's what Dyer does at Tottenham. I I don't know as much about Henderson. I feel like Henderson doesn't drop back as much at Liverpool, but. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the problem England might have is it is a legitimate thing that they haven't played well at the World Cup since 2002. And I don't just mean a tournament. I mean a single, a single game. That they haven't played a good game at the World Cup since 2002. England and they've been to every single one of them. Yeah, yeah first, first halves here, 15, yeah. 20 minutes here. They played all right against Uruguay for a half. But in the end, they lost. Yeah. So you can't say they played that well. No, not over 90. Um, and so the last game you probably would say was, was 2002 and that's a very long time ago for a team that has gone to every single World Cup since a lot of these players have not been there though no but it's a, natu- it's a, it's a mentality of the whole it, sort of. it, is, it is a thing that sticks that, that stigma has stuck for the last 30 years I, I know these players haven't been there but that stigma sticks 
Yeah, I, I don't know about that. What I would say is a lot of the people who are England fans or whatever who haven't watched them recently will say it's the same old shite. You hear that? They have no identity, this sort of thing. They absolutely do have an identity now. Yes. Southgate has instilled this thing in them where they play three five two. He He's playing John Stones at centre-half where John Stones really, in, in, with a different manager, would have no chance of playing for England in this. He would go with... John Smalling and Cahill or someone, but he's playing the player who's the right player to play in that position to play the ball. Uh, I think they're going to play nice football, and I, if I was an England fan, I would be very encouraged. Yes, but having said all that, Adam Kinnison Smith. Um, well, no, I, I agree that. Well, I'm very impressed that Southgate has uh, almost coaxed me out of uh, my doubts about yeah. England. Um, were you going to lead me on to... I was. <laughs> well, I was, I was just going to ask... <laughs> the leading question. What, what Steve says is, is fair. It yeah. is exciting. It is, it is encouraging for England fans. Yeah. At this point, the recording has sadly died. Uh, you have missed, uh, I think, a little bit of chat. Obviously, the rest of the group's uh, lively chat about England and, unfortunately, our naps... Uh, but yes, n- most of it was covered in there. A lot of love for Uruguay. Uruguay to win all their all their games was my nap. Uh, a lot of love for Isco. Uh, a clash between Stephen Sherwin in regards to the top France scorer, between Giroud at sixes and Griezmann at twos or seven to four as it is now. But yes, uh, apologies. I hope you enjoyed what you got. <laughs>